Welcome to Entrepreneurship with Christo. The following is a conversation with Mr. Nick Bonicioli, an inspiring young entrepreneur based in Adelaide, Australia. Nick is an excellent representation of the entrepreneurial spirit that manifested itself from a heavy metal band in his 10 years to a successful alternative funding venture for startups and now Optimal AI, a technology platform creating systems that enhance decision making. Nick, in true entrepreneurial style, tells it like it is while seeing the humorous side of all challenges entrepreneurs face. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mr. Nick Bonicioli. Although my, my coffee needs another coffee. Well, <laughs> I had a, I had a, a domestic domestic uh, tragedy this morning. I got up. I got up to interview or to. I have a preliminary interview like we did um, yeah. with prospective podcasters who I don't know. Um, even though you came uh, through an introduction, but this guy just reached out to me and uh, I thought I'd give. I have a ten minute conversation with him. That's fine. He was in London. Mm. And um, he he failed to show on the first one. Then apologised. Couldn't get the you know the timing right, whatever. And then we tried again. That failed. And then I gave him a third a third term, which meant I'd get I had to get up at six thirty. I normally get up at seven thirty, so I got yeah. up a, an hour early. Mm-hmm. He was a no show. But when I went to the coffee to to the coffee machine, and I have a very expensive coffee machine. Uh, arguably, it is the most expensive piece of equipment in my house. <laughs> Except for my car, except for my car, right? It's fucking, it's four thousand dollars worth of kit, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah. I don't fuck around. Um, and um, do you, do you even leave the house? I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you have a coffee machine like that. Yeah, you yeah. Probably got, walk past cafes yeah. going, nah. He's my best friend. He's my best friend, <laughs> Thaddeus, the coffee machine. Um, and and uh, his 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 grinder. Well. The, they're two separate pieces of equipment. So there's a machine, yep, and there's a grinder. Good. Grinders worth thousand bucks. Machines worth three thousand bucks. Grinder seized. So I think what happened was uh, I've been grinding too, too, a little bit too fine because I like to sort of, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. extract the, you know, the, the flavors, flavors some uh, juices, but also mm-hmm. with the humidity in Melbourne, so it's become a little bit moist in there. And my, so at 6 a.m. this morning, I just came to this, <laughs> this grinding no. hole, which... Um, I see, see, so what you're trying to tell me is that you, you haven't had much sleep, you haven't had your coffee. And <laughs> that's right. That's oh, exactly no. right. That's exactly right. Should we, should we, should we reschedule? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, go for it. So um, before I get you to, to introduce yourself a little bit to the massive audience that we've got, I'm just going to read you something. It's a draft thing that I'm I'm doing a new intro for the podcast because uh, you're number 19 and next week we're going to record number 20. We'll publish you next week and then we'll publish 20 the following week. And so this is, so I, you know, on the back of my coffee story, I went up the road, I dropped my son off to school. And then I went to a little coffee shop I like to go to. And uh, I thought, it's time to uh, reconsider that, like, there was no real agenda with the podcast. But now I'm starting to see a thread. And so, uh, and in a way, uh, you're going to go into the, you know, possibly go into the fire here, depending on how resilient you are. (laughs) So I've written this, I've written this. 
I started this podcast in 23, June 23. Uh, at the time, the idea was to have some fun by working through the challenges of establishing a podcast, and there are many, and fulfilling my personal commitment to doing 20, 20 episodes, which I'm about to achieve. Fun fact, apparently 95% of podcasts uh, don't get beyond episode five. So, Woo. you. Well done. Woohoo, man. Uh, <laughs> next week, I'll record the 20th episode, and while there were hundreds of problems to solve and I, I, that's not an embellishment there were hundreds of problems to solve uh, and things to learn along the way i'm inspired to keep going the inspiration comes from the realizations that the need to create agency and sovereignty in our lives uh, is within many of us and possibly all, all of us to achieve that it takes sacrifice discipline and facing not only the world and accepting that we can influence only uh, sorry that we can only influence not control but also facing our fears and unconscious behaviour that don't serve us and those who need to have agency and sovereignty over our lives. That's a convoluted sentence, but I'll improve on that. Mm. Uh, that might sound nebulous, but it's not. Most people who undertake the entrepreneurial journey start by thinking about what they need to do to be successful, which is, to a degree, of course, pretty rational until you get into the world you have created in your head that is happening in a kind of digital twin to the actual world. Okay, so you, so you see what you see, what you think you see, then the actual world is kind of doing its own things. You don't know what it's doing and why it's doing it. The bad news is that it's not, that it's not. And so now you're operating in that imaginary world rather than engaging the natural world and adjusting your tactics accordingly with that ultimate golden mind. That journey forges men and women and everything in between into the next version of themselves, me 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 and beyond. So some do it through sport, some through philosophy and religion, and some through the baptism of fire of the entrepreneurial adventure. The challenges along the way, the problems, the knockbacks, the realizations that you are doing, uh, what you are doing is not working despite your intelligence, planning, and for all intents and purposes, the data you seem to have. There is a story that I love uh, that illustrates the paradox uh, while illustrating the need to, uh, for a clean set of eyes and move, as we move through that journey. So there's this story, I haven't written it, but there's this story that I tell where um, there's a guy who was, you know, 100 years ago, he was digging for gold, 200 years ago, he was digging for gold um, uh, on, this, on this property, Ballarat or wherever he was, uh, and, he was and he hit gold, he hit gold. And uh, so he invested all this money in this equipment, he says, I've, I've struck a vein, this is it, I'm going to make my millions. And, uh, you know, he, and so he invests a lot of money in, you know, uh, to, 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 to get this thing going and he starts digging he's pulling out gold and then bang it stops and he's digging he's digging he's digging he's digging he's digging, he's digging and you know he, he's not getting anywhere and uh long story short he 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 endures he burns through all his money he burns through all his time and ultimately he gives up and he sells the 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 plot of land for peanuts to the next guy nick so nick comes along and he scratches his head and he, you know, looks around and he goes, hmm, let me get a specialist in gold and, you know, I get uh, geology, just see what's going on here. So Peter comes along and looks at it and goes, mate, it's pretty simple. The vein starts here. There was a shift, tectonic shift, you know, a thousand years ago, a million years ago. And if you dig, you know, to the right a little bit and go down, you'll probably find it. Lo and behold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. Off he goes. <laughs> and I love that story because it says, you know, uh, it, it offers insight and wisdom of the crowd 
you know, the people outside your your personal mm. view. But also, it you know, um, it, it, it it also offers uh, insight into the resilience that's required, and the and the you know facing uh, the reality of your situation to go and try something different, which may be completely uh, counterintuitive. Mm. So that's your entree, man. Uh, <laughs> this is great so your your podcast has kind of turned a little bit into a therapy session as well this is fantastic that's right that's right but i'm i'm the primary recipient the recipient of that therapy i'll have you know um and uh uh yeah this is self-help peter christo 101 um so, so mate without further ado welcome yeah. to to the podcast nick um it's a pleasure to have you yeah. on uh why don't you uh tell us a little bit about uh, who is Nick? Yeah, so uh, I'm the, f uh, the founder of Optimal AI. Uh, we solve the tedious challenges of information processing for government and corporate. Um, but I've, I started an entrepreneurial journey in university uh, when I was bored in lectures, started trading stocks. Is there another type um, of lecture, is there? A non-boring one? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I did have this one really interesting economics teacher um, um, in, in uni who was quite a character. I don't think he actually followed the curriculum at all, but um, nice. we all loved that. I like know? him. We, we learned more there yeah, than, than anywhere else. Yeah, I had a tech, um, tech lecturer like that back in the day. <laughs> yeah. They're always the best, those ones. They go yeah. off the cuff and just you know, are real. Um, but yeah, I, I was really interested in, in, you know, searching up companies and made some good investments, um, you know, not, not really enough to, to poke a stick at, but enough to invest in my first business, which was becoming a DJ okay. <laughs> and starting an entertainment business. And then, you know, that went well, turned it into video production company, um, which then failed. And, uh, then I got into technology, set up a, a, um, a finance a fintech company, uh, one of the first uh, equity crowdfunding companies in Australia, and we're we're actually selling that company now, um, which is exciting. And uh, yeah, then got into AI, and I've always been thinking um, about AI. It's always been sort of a passion in the in the in the back of my mind, just wondering. You know, what what types of things can this this uh, amazing piece of technology solve? And uh, yeah, apart apart from that, um, music's always been an, a a huge part of my life. Um, uh, you know, from being in a in a metal band in high school, and uh, um, to you know becoming a DJ, and now I make uh, soundtracks for for film. Uh, won some awards there, and so. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about a little bit about me, but I guess we'll uncover more in the, in the therapy session. <laughs> sure. Well, I think there was an a, appalling uh, veneer of, uh, of who, who you are, but probably a good a good place to start. So, so let me just <laughs> let me just understand a little bit more about. So, you're an Adelaide boy, uh, Adelaide, Australia. Yeah. For those of you that uh, uh, aren't uh, from Australia, is a a wee little town just to the left mm. of Melbourne, which is God's own city. Um, uh, <laughs> so I actually had the privilege of living there for five years, so I actually quite like it. That was great. Um, uh, so, so did you – so you were raised in Adelaide? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and your your siblings? Have you got brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have a brother, Matt. He he's over um, in in Texas yeah. at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and we'll talk about him in a sec. Um, and mum and dad were either of them entrepreneurs? Both my parents were teachers. Okay. Oh, interesting. I've um, heard this before. Yeah. Te- teachers spawn entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, well, it's a it's it's a good way to learn how to get into and out of trouble, I guess. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, no. I you know uh, I, I learned quite a bit from from mum and dad, and I think the really the the the, the generosity and um, and also you know looking at how hard they worked and and for the purpose of growing other individuals, uh, I think was a real great lesson i learned from from mum and dad and you know I, I carry some of these forward now when you know we'll, we'll, you're building a company you know a, a group of people and 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 really um you know, in the role of ceo you want to grow these people and develop them around you and um you, you do everything to help these people and so i really learned that from like the care mum and dad had with their students you know that nothing was too much trouble for so, them if the kid needed help yeah. So, so am I to understand that you actually grew up in a healthy household with full of love and attention? Um, yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, that your bro- your brother Jack? Did you say his name, Jack? No, Matt. Oh, Matt. Matt I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon, yeah. Matt. If you're listening to this, uh, if you're in Texas, <laughs> you probably have a uh, a an open carry license. So please, please be kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, so, so you grew up in in. I won't even say it's a regular household, like, a, you know, uh, so so you've grown up, uh, both parents are teachers, loving household, you know, uh, mm. you and Matt, uh, is there much difference between the two of you age-wise? About three years, yeah. About three years. You're yeah. the younger one? Younger one, yeah. Yeah, I picked that up, I picked that up. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, so, and so what does Matt do? Uh, my brother, uh, Matt is a petroleum engineer. A petroleum engineer. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, that's the place to be if he's uh, yeah. if he's in that, unless he wants to be in the Middle East somewhere. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so off, off you've gone and, and clearly you've got this creative bent, you know, uh, you've got your music, your DJing. Um, uh, obviously, you're a little bit analytical. You're in lectures, you're getting bored, which a lot of smart people, uh, you know, uh, seem to, 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 you know, to do. Um, and so then... You were propelled into um, a few different ventures. So take me through again. So, the, so, so were, were you doing them in parallel, or were you doing them in serial, or what? What did you do? What was the first one that was a little bit creative and and and, um, you know, you? Well, I guess where the penny dropped, you went, "Hang on a minute, I can do stuff." <laughs> uh, well, to be honest, I think the first first time that happened was in high school, um, you know, and the metal band. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you're in a metal band. First time. Yeah. <laughs> what, what were they? What were they called? Like, are, are they on YouTube? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pump it for you. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you now. <laughs> uh, there, there's some very, there's some very hilarious videos of, of, of you know, skinny little me um, headbanging on stage with people crowd surfing and. <laughs> well, there's some there's... Uh, to the very intense metal music. I like it. Um, <laughs> that, like, that's where, like, you know what uh 
there's there's some there's some interesting uh, insights from people who are riding to heavy metal, and uh, you know, generally, uh, my experience has been quite quite um, a mentally healthy human being because I think that's a that's a great way to kind of purge the you know the shit out of your life, and then suddenly uh, <laughs> I feel clean now. I can just get on with the business of you know doing me. Um, and, and yeah, if, if, in fact, exactly. I've got a buddy who's who you know similar age to me, and and uh, he's been heavy metal nut since we were kids um, mm. and, and we're catching up on Saturday. Funny you should meant. Okay. So the metal band, <laughs> um, what, what insights did you get from the metal band? Like, was it, you know, this is a, this is a form of expression or, was it, or this suddenly mm. could be a, something I earn money from. Well, I, I mean, I always had the realistic, realistic expectation that I wouldn't make money from music. Um. <laughs> did that come from um, mum and dad? I, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but but you know, it also came from um, every musician you ever talked to, really. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Better love but, it. Better love it because I'm going to pay you much. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, being being in a metal band, uh, really, it was it was the first time that uh, we made a lot of our music. We we you know recorded albums, um, originals. We won. We won. Original stuff. We were called yeah original music original music and uh and so it was the first time i could create something that um you know from scratch that other people really enjoyed and when you go to these shows you know people really enjoy it you know wow. they're, they're running around beating the hell out of each other for fun mm. to your music and <laughs> i love it my peeps <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> yeah you know and and, and then they're, they're hugging afterwards and it's it's you know really it was a really beautiful moment that uh, you know you, you learn. You can create things that other people enjoy, and so that was number one. Um, you know, and building that, you know, uh, launching our own shows, um, managing it all ourselves, you know, doing even magazine deals and other 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 sorts of things. So um, got serious. You, know, you get an introduction into business really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so okay, so I mean it's it's more than just you got a band together and you smack some you know songs out in the garage. You you were getting out there, you were getting some press, you were getting you were getting some audience participation. People actually liked your music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that, that was a real motivator. Um you know, I, I loved the shows. I loved the the creative process of mm. of building something and getting to the into the detail of the songs and well, very complicated songs like uh, you know any if any metalheads are listening you it's it's one of the music genres that have like the most amount of subgenres yeah you, know, you can really go to any extreme um, so it's just this wonderful blank canvas to to explore creative yeah. uh, creativity yeah. uh, I have to ask who are your your, your influences? Oh, I had so re more recently a band called Born of Osiris. Um, I think I've heard of them. And Opeth has always been uh, a, a big influence of, of mine um, you know, forever. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, everywhere to like Hans Zimmer, I find myself studying the soundtrack in, in, in his movies right. um, that he's in. Yeah. Do you, so you're still an avid listener uh, to – so your hearing's going yeah. fast is what, what I'm hearing. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that technology catches up <laughs> by the time I hear it goes. Yeah, he he to that. He hear to that. No pun intended. Okay, so that was so that was uh, that. Was, and I guess what, how old were you then? About seventeen. I'm tipping. Yeah, yeah, 16, 16, 17, yep. Okay. And so going back to what you said about your, your wonderful parents uh, and shout out mm. to, to your folks, um, uh, do, did you feel that at the time or did you feel, do you feel that now as a slightly older individual? I feel what exactly? So that, that appreciation of, who, of what they were giving to you in that, that supportive, loving environment as a young man growing up with Matt, um, uh, mm. and you know, a lot of people grow up in a tumultuous environment with their family, um, and mm. as a consequence, become entrepreneurs because they're going to prove everyone wrong, right? Mm. So you, yeah. you've probably got the, the unfortunate situation being told that you're actually a good guy, you know, you cared about, <laughs> we're here for you, off you go and do your thing, mate, you know. Mm. Um, but did you realise it at the time, or were you a recalcitrant? you know, rebellious son who didn't really quite get the value of what his parents were giving him at the time and then realise it now looking back in your 2.0 version? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think I think there's always been a little bit of rebellion there. Um, you know, I, even even going back to the metal again, like... Uh, um, um, I, mum and dad started me on uh, yeah, classical guitar. All right. and uh, Good foundation for metal. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, just... I remember I was still in my 20s. I sat, I sat, a, mate, uh, sat a mate of mine, uh, Jabba, uh, in my car and I put on uh, Metallica and I forget the piece that starts off. It sounds like it's an orchestral um, piece. Before they break into, the, before I, uh, I, I can't uh, master of so puppets. Nothing, or, nothing else matters. Uh, nothing. It might be nothing. Yeah. Nothing else matters. Actually, it might be not. Yeah. And the look yeah. on his face, the look on his face, he was just absolutely flawed. Um, yeah. But but it became apparent. I mean, you know, the, the, the as you said before, the complexity of the music's, you know, yeah. just you know, significant. Um, uh, so it's not it's not for a slouch. <laughs> it's a good foundation. Okay, so sorry I yeah. interrupted you. Go on. Yeah, but you know, even even started starting on that, you know, the, the 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 rock star in me didn't last long in classical music, and uh, I quit. And then, um, you know, years. I think my parents had a good way of of incentivizing me to 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 do good, even though I was rebellious. Um, so, you know, even. Even with you know, we'll we'll buy you an electric guitar if this term you get five A's and and two B's on your report card, yep. and or better, <laughs> seven A's. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the that was like the minimum requirement. And <laughs> and back then, I wasn't really, I didn't really put a lot of effort in. Like I was, I was, you know, passing. Right, I was um, C's and D's. Yep, and. But then they bribed me with the electric guitar, and I mm. thought, okay, this, might, this sounds like a good deal. I'll put a bit more effort in. I might use that with my son. <laughs> he's turning 18 in the middle of the year, but he's in the middle of VCE. Um, yeah. And I'm saying, you know, wait till the end of the year. But um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking about getting – I mean, just a shitbox, just for him to get around, like that <laughs> first year, which is going to damage it for sure. Um, but that could be a motivator. Could be a motivator. Thank you for that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Motivator, bribe, whatever you want to call it. Damn you, bro. And yeah, that that term, I got exactly five A's and two B's. Oh, I should have just said, look, seven A's, and you know, uh, you know, you know, Stratocaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so off you go. You, what did you study at uni? Uh, civil and structural engineering and economics. Okay. What what attracted you to that? Well, I I mean, leaving leaving high school, much like everyone else, didn't really know what I I wanted to do. Um, I, I did. I did know that I was really in, interested in, in business, um, and figured, you know, like engineering degree is is a really good basis for kind of um, most things. If you want to get into, like, uh, I don't know. There's a statistic on that. Like, you know, more than half of people who who study engineering don't go into engineering. They go into other fields. Right. Um, and it's like lawyers training your. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and so there's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a good thing to train the brain. Um, it certainly helped me uh, after, you know, being a master of spreadsheets and, and so on. Um, but, That's a superpower, uh, by the way, in my view. If you're an entrepreneur and you've got a good handle on how to manage a spreadsheet, how to create a spreadsheet, that's a superpower. Because so many people yeah. don't know how to use a spreadsheet at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think, well, and knowing when to stop as well is a great skill in spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody described that. Actually, it's interesting. Somebody described it in art. You know, you, you really uh, there's a right way and a wrong way to do the front bit, the, the beginning of say doing it. Uh, you know, artistic piece, but at the end, you've got to know when to stop because it'll never be perfect. And you've just got to stop. Because now you're not mm-hmm. really adding any value. You know, it's just, you're just, there is no perfect. That's the art yeah. of it. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 You can do 10 uh, year projections and your cash flows, and you know what? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I have done that before. I, uh, you know, I, I one of our, you know, the first couple of capital raises that I, I did um, with, with companies. Um, yeah. I, I made beautiful spreadsheets. They were wonderful. They yeah. had they had functions everywhere, even like macros and some points. Like it was it was like a yeah. delight. And uh, yeah, they you know they got a thumbs up and that was about it. And so I felt a little bit cheated. And now you know one of my advisors, you know, he he was the um, now ex CFO of uh, the Bill Gates Foundation, and and so he's one of the most you know re- renowned people um, in 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 finance that I've that i've definitely have ever met yep and and you know he's he's advised me like don't spend don't spend time on these projections just just lay down your your thoughts and and tell tell the story about uh, about the you know, tell the financial story and and so that was really great advice you know so not throw, in a, not in a, not in a spreadsheet in a narrative or, or in, both? still in a spreadsheet but like the spreadsheet is kind of almost like the vis- the visual aid to the story right. about you know the growth and 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 what unique things in your experiences have you uncovered that would be interesting to in- investors as well. That's extraordinary. That's uh, I've never heard that before. I think it's great advice. Yeah. It's really yeah. great advice. I- the the um, 
the you know the the really good advice that, I, that you know I got um, when I was doing my masters um, was really just structuring that spreadsheet with having the assumptions based or the base case and you know uh, mm. and whatnot but really having some sort of a control panel where you go you can change everything which then affects everything your cash flow forecast your terminal valuation your you know your your revenue projections all that sort of thing and and so somebody can challenge your thinking and see whatever yield you're going to get but the reality is that it's still it's still just a, a you know a, an imagined uh, scenario of, of assumptions that are tied into, and you can only you can only comp you know if you if you compound costs, then it's just going to do the hockey stick up, right? So yeah, yeah, you, you've 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 got to think that through, and engineering that's tricky. But telling the story, you know, with a if if I'm getting what this gentleman has said to you, um, uh, I guess with the the uncertainty at play and how you would, I guess, respond to those to, to things that manifest along the way, I think is a much more sensible way to go. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Why, why is that 100, 100K recurring revenue or you know 200K recurring revenue um, in, more important other than, hey, it's traction? Yeah. You know, it could be, this is, this is from, you know, enterprise customers that are later not your typical early adopters of ai or yep. like the, these like additional bits that really shape you, your financial story um mm. and uh, i think that's that's probably the best the best approach it's all storytelling whether you're using a spreadsheet or a pitch deck um you know that every conversation is a data point sure um yeah so so how did you get uh, how did you manage to get this gentleman on your advisory team <laughs> um well it was through another advisor who said you need to talk to this this person um and uh i looked i looked actually looked him up on on linkedin but the he had a very common name and <laughs> bill smith i got i got a mate I, his I, name's bill smith i i tell him i don't believe that's his real name i've <laughs> <laughs> yeah. known him for about 40 years <laughs> Um, uh, long story short, I, I looked up the wrong person and, <laughs> and I was kind of thinking, oh, I mean, you know, he's the CEO of some engineering company, but I trust my advisor. I'll go meet with this person and, um, you know, see, see what kind of magic comes out of that conversation. And then, uh, you know, the, the person in the photo had a big beard <laughs> and then he, he turned up on, on the call and I was like, wait a minute, this <laughs> I know nothing about this person that I'm about to talk to. And, so it was the wrong person to, that you first met. This is the wrong yeah, person. Yeah. Oh, no, so I, I thought it was someone else and then heard this amazing story about all, all of his uh, incredible accomplishments and, and how humble he, he was and helpful. And so um, I, I've only recently told him that <laughs> the first time I met him, I thought I was meeting someone else. But That is uh, so funny. Uh, and yeah. he led you to the other <laughs> yeah. guy. He, and he was the one that then referred you to the gentleman from the Bill Gates Foundation. This episode is sponsored by 3P Legal. I've been a customer of Peter North as my lawyer and now 3P Legal for over a decade. Peter and his team are friendly and approachable, which takes the stress out of having to navigate the complexities of legal business matters. Whether starting a business, buying or selling a business, handling contracts or estate planning, their personalised attention and quality of work is second to none. Find Peter and his team at www.3pcorp.com.au or email pnorth at 3 plegal 
www.legalsupport.com.au if you need commercial or personal legal services, particularly if you're a startup. Uh, well, my, my, no, the, the person I got wrong was the guy from the Bill Gates oh, Foundation. That is, oh, so the, yeah. I understand now. That is hysterical. <laughs> and that is, oh my God, the universe. Like the, the <laughs> God, God, I don't know. God just, I don't know, does he play dice? <laughs> <laughs> with me, with me, I think he does. So there's, there's a lot of my, my stories where I, I end up meeting great people yep. um, who changed my life as, you know, I kind of stumble into them somehow. So. <laughs> but, but look, it's, I mean, it's an important, it's, you know, kids that, you know, you have the spreadsheet thing, you know, highlight that. And the other thing is mm. that, you know, roll the dice a little bit and take those chances and you're, you know, what's going to happen? You're going to get a no. But you got the diametrically opposite of a no. Not only did you get somebody who was valuable that had that and and probably an immense network themselves and had the yeah. the, the kindness to, mm. to, to turn his focus to this unknown guy from Adelaide um, and, yeah. and, and now he's, on, he's an advisor. Like that's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Get You've been kissed on a, a private part by God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think you know if, if you if you have the tenacity to keep going in this sort of Absolutely. crazy space, then good things will will, will happen randomly. And Absolutely. If you can you can yeah take take stock of it and um uh and you know embrace it all. Then then yeah, I guess that's lucky. I guess I guess, I guess you, yeah. It let the universe do its thing. My my partner yeah. says, you know, you know, drop drop the breadcrumbs on the pond and see what bites, right? Just mm. you know, <laughs> just just keep throwing them out there, and that's really what you did. And 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 I guess it's it, it's a salient point because so many people don't want to make a mistake. So many people stay in that contemplative stage. I I have, you know, in my consulting side of things, clients come and then they let's just work all this out so nothing goes wrong, dude. So many things are going to go wrong. <laughs> the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to do nothing because you can see all these things that are going to go wrong, and then you go, you know what? Yeah. I don't want those things to go wrong. Well, you need those things to go wrong, so you can actually find out what you know that stepping stone to to what's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's like um, you know, if you're constantly pivoting, you need to at least be moving forward in some direction right. while you do it. Otherwise, you're just spinning on the spot. Um, so you need to take a bet on, on something and um, you know, I guess, yeah, once you once you fail, then that's just another data point to go, oh, okay, maybe I should move that into a different direction and, yeah. and uh, you know, got to move while, while you pivot for sure. Okay. Well, I think yeah. I think it's probably time you tell us about Optable and what. How did you? How did you? Uh, I guess conceive of it. Were you the the original, you know, idea uh, holder, or or did you sort of was it a meeting of the minds with your partners? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was it was definitely me, and my co-founder, um, just riffing. Uh, riffing around and 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 this was back kind of when we had another company uh, called called Joey Crowd and so we back then we were you know it was a funding platform and we were thinking oh well what like about about the customers about investors and what what's the biggest um, problem that that in investors go through what's what's the bottleneck in all of this and it's the amount of screening and due diligence that they had to do to for to see if a deal was, was worth investing in and i think that's something like 60 percent of every investor's time 
goes into that. And so we thought, oh, this is a big problem. And and you know, we've been been talking about we want to do like AI for ages. Um, maybe AI can solve this. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we can figure out some some models to to throw together and see if we can figure this out. And uh, you know that that didn't get off the ground because investors um, weren't at that point. I think quite ready to go so data driven with their, right. with their with their money uh, and and so we 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 then you know um, launched uh, optable uh, as a separate venture together and and uh, we went and spoke to well, we thought who has these big information like bottlenecks like who 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 are who are the people that are going through forms and trying to screen things and and applications and so we thought oh government we found out the problem was six times larger with government um you know <laughs> so many thoughts come to mind so many thoughts come to mind <laughs> as you as you as you would know with your background Peter, as well like uh you know like and and then we thought grants uh, and we we you know, pitched uh, everyone we could find in you know um, starting off with the uh, innovation department here in South Australia right uh, until, until I think they all came to a meeting and said um, hey I met this this guy these guys Nick and Samir um, I had some ideas and then other people around the table were like oh Oh, he, 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 he talked to you as well. <laughs> nice. Maybe we should give these kids a kids a shot, and uh, you know, we we then applied to for a go to gov grant, um, which was basically build your prototype with with government, test out the theory, and and if it all goes well, then they become a customer. And we thought, brilliant! This is a great way great way to go. We can bootstrap our way into getting an enterprise customer, um, and so we did that, and then we we found out optimal optimal. Um, uh, was really really effective, and and we could save ninety percent of the the effort with assessing things like grants at ninety nine percent accuracy um, okay. using our models. And so, yeah, the challenges with information processing, uh, we believe we can solve with decision ready data and automated workflows. So, and, so and, the use case yeah. was was great. So, so hang on, just to go back to your business, Joey Crowd, I think you, it was called. Um, mm. Did you did you were you running that in parallel while you were spinning up uh, Optable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Optable j- kind of just really took off, and so um, you know um, we that was kind of when we decided, okay, well we'll we'll, we'll look to to sell Joey Crowd. Um, mm-hmm. You know we have the, the financial licenses; it has some value, uh, so we'll look to sell that and and focus all our attention on on Optable. Okay. So, so it, it emerged, and you just had to make a, a call uh, on it. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so government. So the, the use case for government um, was clear, and also then they become a customer. They give you money. They mm. test your use case, and then they become mm. a customer, and that's a, a nice stepping stone into the broader market. So, so what is the mm. current state of Optimal? So you've have you you've raised capital? Yes. Yeah, we, we we raised some capital, uh, and and now we we have you know top ten ASX customers, um, and we have multiple government departments using our system. Um, we've we've built the most advanced grant assessment um, platform uh, globally that uses AI not just to be more productive when assessing. You know, it learns your criteria. Mm-hmm. It also extracts like a thousand times the amount of data automatically because no one likes doing 
manual data entry. Um, usually there's no time for that as well. So we find all these new insights from every sentence um, and, and that can really help the, the government to, to better support their community. But one of the other things, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, is there bias in, 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 in AI? Um, are systems actually being used to um, maintain a consistency with assessment as well? So that you know you can make better decisions. So you know we're all as as humans. You know, we have a bad day. Our coffee machine breaks in the morning. Yep. <laughs> you know some of, some of these things happen sometimes, and perhaps we might be you know uh, a bit harsher when yep. we assess things. And you know, that's just it's natural. It's it's human. And so you know having having a, a AI there to help you screen things and do it in a consistent way it actually makes things more fair and equitable as well yeah i, I would imagine so 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 the business um it, it's washing its own face it's it, it's making money now yeah yeah okay and so i'm imagining okay so you've sold one use case um what, what are the other sort of use cases that you're looking at i'm i would i've got a couple of ideas but um what's what's apparent in terms of i don't know if you ever read jeffrey have you heard of jeffrey moore crossing the chasm i presume you have heard crossing the chasm he wrote another yeah one. i haven't read it but yeah yeah i mean it's a pretty simple concept worth, worth yeah. reading or somebody can explain to you in five minutes um but basically mm-hmm. there's that that valley of death just after the early adopters where you're trying to go oh, yeah. to the, the the you know the early early majority um mm. but he wrote another book I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was basically this bowling bowling alley approach. So you've so, say you've solved for use case number one, government grants, and so you've yep. smashed the pins down, right? So now, yep. what's the what's the bowling alley? What's the the lane right next to that, and to the left and to the right, right? And so you might go, okay, you know, it might be you know whatever it is. Um, uh, so it's not grants assessments, but it's but it's some other thing. Right, that ha- looks yeah. the same, walks the same, smells the same, but it's not the same, you know. Yeah, yeah, and see, that's actually one of our biggest challenges is that we we're a solution like Optable can be very industry agnostic. Mm. Um, you know, every almost every organization, business, or agency has uh, have to has to process information. We're all searching through mountains of information to find the bits, you know. Mm. Um, and and so you know, insurance, for example, um, would, would be a, a great a great use case for us. You know, th- thousands of businesses or or homes get flooded, and which ones meet which bids, which which applications meet the PDS, or you know, visa applications. You know, millions of people. Right. Um, applying to enter the country which which one how do they decide who enters right yeah um yeah (laughs) not to mention the massive backlog problems that they already have um you know speed speed that up and we could we could have a pick of the bunch of the kind of skill sets this country needs you know like there's so many examples um and so we've built systems that for flood recovery grants um, very a very adjacent problem to looking at insurance claim assessment as well. So yep. we, we can very easily train our system to do that. Have you approached um, the the industry, the insurance industry? Have they welcomed you with open arms? I'm I'm starting to now, and so if there are 
you know people listening um uh, please talk to me because i'm very curious on 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 you know the nuances and how to make you know this a perfect application for for that and do some good yeah sure um so we'll be um we'll, we'll obviously have your details at the uh, at the, at the in the post and whatnot okay so yeah. so international Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, all English-speaking uh, countries. Um, you know, because that's what our model is. The language is changed so, with. So, 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 um, so I'm speak. suggesting are you expanding internationally, or do you already have international clients? Uh, we don't have international customers just yet. We we are. That's that's on the next step for us. Yeah. You know, we're um, Australia. Like, of course, it's still a very very warm market for us. Um, yeah, we've barely scratched the surface here, so of course yep. we're going to, you know, continue our focus here. But as we as the years go on, mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking, you know, a, a lot more of the attention is going to come internationally. Yeah, sure. Um, and and so so from a uh, I guess, you know, so do you? So you're full time on this job now. Yep. Um, and obviously, you, obviously, the, you're the talking head of the the business. So you know, doing podcasts or TVCs or whatever um, you've got to do. Um, what? How do you balance off the other side of your life? Are you married, kids, couple of little ones running around, or is that is that uh, too too busy, too, moving too fast for all that? <laughs> oh, I have a I have a lovely partner, Amy, mm -hmm. um, and she's an entrepreneur. Yeah, she's an, no, danger. an entrepreneur. Not herself. two entrepreneurs in the household. Trust <laughs> yeah. me when I tell you, you don't want that. You don't want that sort of that sort of chaos. That is chaos. A recipe for it disaster. Is. You know, great it sex, is. but <laughs> you know. <laughs> it, you're right. It is. It is chaos, but also with that comes a really lovely mutual understanding and support. You know, so uh, I I can come home and I have a bad day. I talk to her about it, and she just understands. Yeah. Um. You know, so like, oh, I had that bad day last year. Right. Right. <laughs> what is she? What 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 industry is she in? Uh, so she's a she's a chemical engineer who's created this in, incredible um, uh, nutrient dense food powder, right. um, which actually is is really relevant now considering how expensive it is to go to the grocery store. And, you know, a few scoops of her product is 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 like, you know, you're, you're like a meat and veg meal. It's real. Right? Um, she, she almost got, actually, we just fangirl over Amy for a bit. Um, she she almost uh, got into a, a space accelerator for her product really? for being um, one of the most nutrient-dense um, food powders that could potentially get, uh, you know, um, be used to get astronauts to the moon, uh, to sorry, to Mars. Really? So, yeah, yeah, to survive the journey. You know, you want something compact that, that gives you everything you need. Um, uh yeah, and you know, when we moved to London, half my suitcase was filled <laughs> filled of her products. Because, oh. um, Did know, customs um, cavity search on the way through? What is this stuff? What is this white powdery <laughs> stuff here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a risk. Yeah, but luckily they they uh, yeah didn't didn't stop us at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. So so what's so what is what are, what are the main things that you want to achieve with? With a business in uh, 2024, what, what do you envisage should happen by Christmas this year? 
Yeah, so a few things that we've touched on uh, in this conversation, actually. I mean, we so you know, we're raising capital. Um, we've we've the past couple of years we've been really focused on just building an incredible product and 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 you know finding uh, credible, delighted customers, and and that's what we sculpted our team or our hires around. You know, um, who who can help build amazing products and who who can really you know, pay attention and care with, with customers. Um, now we're ready to, to scale. So we, you know, we we have a product that's been proven. And so we, we want to scale. We want to we want to go into these new industries. And, and you know, there, there are so many industries that we can discover that Optable can, can help with the information processing Tenium. Um, and so New industries and and uh, international customers and and so that's that's you know our focus um, as as well as you know we've we've been focusing also a lot on um, uh, like you know not just growth metrics with with the business you know uh, each of our customers essentially gets their own AI model yep. so um, you know we we've really focused on how can we, how can we train a model really quickly for each customer? And and you know that that is a cost for us. Um, you know, and typically it takes a lot of effort. But you know, quarter on quarter, we've been able to re reduce that time by about fifty percent. So um, we're focusing on reducing our cogs as well with yeah. with this with this business quite a bit. And so you know, really going towards that like. Zebra versus unicorn. I don't know if you've seen the <laughs> the, the latest trend is zebras now. Okay. Um, what's a zebra? Unicorn. What's a zebra? I know what uh, unicorns. I've got five. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think it, in short, it's just really about fo focusing on building a, a like a proper business. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, with, with 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 good margins that that can survive. Um, uh, or maybe that's camel. Oh, I don't know. Who's thinking this stuff up? Like seriously, <laughs> is that a job? <laughs> the zoo, the whole zoo, the monkeys. There's the monkeys, you know. There's the the water birds. <laughs> oh, maybe that maybe that'll be next year, the year of the flamingo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so funny. But uh, you, you know that that's been we we really want to build a like a, a, a proper business and 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 one that can be self sustaining and not just focus on you know the vanity metrics of growth. Yeah. Um, though you know that's important. Um, cash can solve a lot of things. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's really our focus. Fantastic. So that i mean that 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 sounds like a sensible thing i'm actually quite heartened that people are starting to talk about a, a business that is uh, sustainable and actually making a profit <laughs> and you know it's radical mate like it's radical. this is back into your heavy metal thing you know um I, I i'm wondering i'm you know i'm just sort of circling back a little bit to the whole um ai thing in terms of biases and ethics and um, you know, obviously, a lot of the this you know the discussion or the discord in in the you know uh, Twitter sphere and cybersphere <laughs> is you know um, large language models that have been you know developed by people with left leaning you know uh, right leaning <laughs> you know um, mm. and 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 apparently you can't get was it out of um, 
uh, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, oh, it was Google's Google's AI. What's that? What's that? Uh, Bart? No, is that Bart? Gemini. Oh, Gemini. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, but you you couldn't get a uh, you you know they would say give me a king from the Middle Ages uh, from you know from the UK, and they they were every nationality except for a white guy. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> so very strange um, uh, things and and and. You know, the woman who was trying to explain it how to Google, I think needs help. <laughs> I think needs help. Oh, look, yeah. I think when it comes to like, you know, historical like inaccuracies, so that's, yeah. Um, but you must uh, face, but you, you must face some challenges where it's saying, okay, see, we want, uh, you know, diversity in, you know, our cohort um, of grantees. So therefore, you know, you need to pick this up in the grant application, which which I think is you know flawed in its thinking fundamentally anyway. But so mm. but you, so you must have to accommodate things that probably would compromise the integrity of the actual AI of doing doing a doing a legitimate job. Yeah. So we and and that's that was a real um, uh, we we thought a lot about how we would. De develop optimal and and the, the product to you know avoid those those problems um and and what we what we essentially landed on is well we want something to reflect the the the, so the guidelines the requirements of of the of the assessors and so they they train it they they educate it on on its criteria but also there's always a human in the loop there yeah so while optimal might suggest hey you know, these, these, you know, oh, like big, a big group of these applications are just clearly ineligible. Um, for us now, it's like, well, you don't need six assessors to read every single one now. Then one of one of the assessors can can double check those and, and make sure. Right. And so we can you know, you know redeploy a lot of these um, uh, a lot of those tasks that you know from the the, the tedious tasks to to now well. Yeah, they can they can look at the data and they can have you know, meaningful conversations with their with their boss about the the you know the applicant universe they're trying to support. Sure. And so, and that's kind of yeah how we've gone about that problem. I think it, you're you're right. Like that large language trained on the internet, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, it's a much much bigger concern um, and and challenge. And I I don't know how they they're going to go about solving that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, the, the simple the simple answer from that, and I think it was uh, Elon Musk was talking about it, just, you know, you can have big organizations with, uh, you know, AI offerings and you're kind of deciding whether you go the Microsoft one or the X one or the, or you can have an open source community with thousands of, mm. of you know, uh, AI and, and, and they're all, they're all, kind of an ecosystem that's interacting and it, it it's going to find its place so the minute you you bring your personal view you know uh, lens that you see the world through and everyone's going to be this way regardless of the reality we were talking actually that little thing that i read at the beginning regardless of the reality of the world and what trajectory it's it's going on and what's what's right and what's fair and what's true um uh i think it'll find you know water finds its own level um, and you yeah. can't and you can't defy gravity for long. Jump up. It may, you might yeah. be up there for a second. <laughs> It'll come down. <laughs> I think the pendulum's swinging back to uh, to reality. Um, Nick, yeah. 
why don't we uh, why don't we end it there? But I might just give you a little bit of space to sort of you know uh, tell people about uh, the business where they can find you. I'll include all that in the notes, of course. Um, and uh, hopefully we can have you on again sometime uh, and just see how things are going in a year or so. Um, hopefully we're, yeah, we're still here. Well, we're both still here and doing the various things that we're doing. Um, but yeah, yeah, hit us. Yeah, so um, if, if, any, if any of this has been interesting to, to anyone about Optimal, then um, yeah, by all means, reach out to me on, on LinkedIn uh, or also uh, optimal.ai. Uh, it's our website, and and you can and you can contact us from there as well. Okay. Yeah. Do you run uh, a, uh, an X dot com uh, 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 Twitter feed? Uh, sorry. Do you, do you have a do you have a Twitter a Twitter handle? I, I do not actually. I I think um, that I know. Hey, hey, I can see I'm the shock on your face. <laughs> what? Elon, cover your ears, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, to be honest, I, I generally uh, avoid social media if I can. <laughs> but I do look at my LinkedIn, so that's why I did okay. that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. All right, we'll, we'll put all that up there. Thank you so much. Um, have, a, have a wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of the week. And uh, look, thank you so much for the open and um, you know, uh, transparent way in which you responded to my questions. You were, you were a successful guinea pig. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it there. That's been great. It's been great. All right. Thanks, Peter. Have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Nick Mendicioli. I had a lot of fun with that uh, interview or that conversation with Nick. It was a little bit different to what we normally do, and I'm just trying to go with the flow. I hope you enjoyed it, and please feel free to send me some feedback at hello at entrepreneurship.au or via the messaging in YouTube. Thanks, and see you next time.